Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 3 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Burrow. So I am just so excited to be on Chapter 3. <laughs> How about you? Uh, pretty... I love the burrow, so... I'm not very excited for this chapter. Because you don't like this whole book, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's my least favorite book, but I'm still excited to be past number one. And, like, every chapter that we pass means we're even closer to getting to book three. So, I'm excited. So, uh, Ron breathed Terry, creeping to the window and pushing it up so that he could talk through the bars. Harry could see Ron out the window, leaning out of the back window of a car that was packed, parked in midair. I want to know who came up with this. With what idea? Because what? just the whole idea of, like, going, flying your dad's car to Harry's window. Like, who came up with it? Do you think it was Fred and George, or do you think it was actually Ron? Or do you think it Fred was... Fred and George. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to know how the idea was formed. Like, did they see their dad working on the car, and they were like, you know what, we should take that and go rescue Harry? And, or like... Okay, well, later in the chapter, we learn that nobody knew about him placing the exactly. enchantment. Well, like, Molly, Molly didn't, at She least. didn't know, so how did the boys know? Well, they probably saw their dad, or their dad probably told them, because they figured, well... Or because he figured they're not going to tell Molly. Yeah. I just, if I were in Fred and George's mind, I think that I would have seen Dad doing it. And I would have gone and told Ron. Yeah. And been like, we're going to go rescue Harry. Um, so Ron asked why Harry hadn't responded because he had sent 12 letters asking him to stay. It's kind of weird and nice that he sent 12, like, owls. But that's but a little that's, creepy. That's like, yeah, he's, like, he's like spamming him with he's letters. All, exactly. He's only, I mean, like, do you, Harry, do you want to come? Do you want to come, Harry? Harry, do you want to come Obviously, if Harry's not responding, like, well, uh, maybe they're he's... held up uh, just now. Do you want to come? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to come seriously? Like, do you want to come, Harry? <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> i don't even know what i was gonna say um because if if harry hasn't responded at this point i would think maybe he didn't want to come but apparently ron didn't think that he's also only 12 years old so you know he's still a kid um ron asked why he had used magic even though he knew that he wasn't supposed to ron knew that about this because his dad works for the ministry in the misuse for muggle artifacts um office Harry said that he didn't do magic, but he would explain it all later. Um, Ron told Harry that they had to come to take him home um, as they tied a rope around the bars and the Weasleys revved their car. Uh, Ron pulled the bars and roped back rope back into their car, and Fred and George climbed into Harry's bedroom cat-like. I love this description because I would never think – I would never think of Fred and George as being cat-like. Yeah. Like – I think of them being loud. <laughs> I'm know. trying to think. What are their Patronuses? Patronuses. I am literally on that part in Order of the Phoenix. I'm reading about Patronuses, of, about them performing Patronuses right now, and I haven't gotten to their them, their Patronuses. So we'll probably tell you guys next chapter if we remember. Well, I have already read the part where they're trying to cast Patronuses, oh. but so far only, but in that part, only Hermione casters. All right, we'll we'll look it up and tell you next but episode. I'm at the end. Okay. 
Um, so they pulled a hairpin from their pocket and went downstairs to get Harry's things. Harry collected as many things as he could and passed them to get Ron through the window. Um, oh, wait. He passed them to Ron through the window. When Fred and George got back, they passed the trunk through the window. Like, I just... It's funny how, like, Ron's in the car and they're just trying to hand him all these things and, like... Uh, they're like over the driver's seat it's actually kind of surprising how well this is planned out like you would think they would just kind of be like well you're gonna wing it yeah we're gonna wing it but i feel like they planned this out on the way there they were like okay we're gonna do this you're gonna do this and this is how it's gonna work um as they started to climb back into the car hedwig made a loud noise and vernon said that ruddy bird how would he wake up immediately i know i'm like like, it's like waking up in the middle of the night because you hear a bird chirp exactly well I think she was a little bit louder than that, but yeah. Just a loud bird chirp. Are they sleeping? Like, if they have their bedroom door open, maybe they heard it well. But Even like, if you wake up, you're going to be like, like what, what was, was that? that? Yeah. Like, you weren't, yeah. You might think it was a nightmare or something, yeah. Um, Harry ran back to Hedwig, grabbed the cage, and ran back to the window. Vernon ran through the door, leapt, and grabbed Harry's ankle while the Weasleys were pulling as hard as they could. I'm going to ask this question continually continually throughout this whole podcast why does vernon not want harry to go back to hogwarts so bad he just doesn't want him to be magical, magical. The, the magic word um yeah like i just don't understand because it means getting rid of harry for a whole year and no one even knows where he's going because they keep telling people he's going to saint brutus's home for criminally i don't i forgot it saint brutus's like, I, I just don't understand because there's such an easy way to pass it off as, like, he's going to another school because he's a bad kid versus everything. I don't know. Yeah. And they're just getting rid of him for a whole year. So that's good. So I don't know. Harry's, like, finally stood from Vernon's grasp and Harry was in the car. They drove off and Harry yelled, see you next summer, to the Dursleys. He let Hedwig out and she flew behind the car like a ghost. Harry told the Weezies all about Dobby and the warnings he had been given. So I was reading this and I was thinking, is this the only time he will ever tell Fred and George about anything that has happened to him? Because normally he waits, him, uh, Harry and her, him, Ron and Hermione will wait for like Fred and George to leave the common room before they talk or like they'll go away from Fred and George. I feel like this is the only time that they will ever tell them anything. Yeah. I, they become wiser. Um, Fred and George explained that house elves are put over very strong magic, so he was most likely sent to Harry as a joke by someone. They thought it could have been Draco Malfoy. Harry said that Malfoy made Dudley look a, look like a kind, sensitive boy. I'm a little bit confused by this because I feel like Dudley's maybe worse than Malfoy. <sighs> okay, it's well, hard because there's it's- something there's something I want to talk about. Okay, so there's this YouTube channel. Super Carlin Brothers. Brothers. Who we've brought up before. Yeah, so they do a lot of Harry Potter theories. Yeah. You've heard us talking about them. And they had this theory about why the Dursleys were so mean to Harry. And it's because he's a horcrux. (laughs) No, it's a spoiler. (laughs) It's fine. They don't know what a horcrux is anyway. You'll find out eventually. Okay, keep talking. Okay, so you'll find out eventually. You'll find out in book six, so. Yay, you don't know. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they said, because Harry was a horcrux, and we learn that, spoilers, uh, horcruxes 
they make you angry. Because <laughs> yeah. in like week seven, I, they're wearing the locket. It makes yeah. them so angry. Like that yeah. Ron, he just completely abandons them. I'm just confused about that theory because like, um, because, so because Ron and Hermione are fine and they literally go to school with Harry and they're with him all the time. So that doesn't really make any sense. That's true. But, um... We probably have to be do a little bit more research and, like, yeah. theory work on that. Maybe it'll be a bonus episode. I don't know. We're actually thinking about doing bonus episodes eventually, but we don't know what you guys want to hear for bonus episodes, so leave a review and tell us. Anyway, so who do you think is worse, Draco Malfoy or Dudley? Because for me, it depends on how you're looking at it. Like, if you're saying who's meaner to other kids... Like, physically, obviously, Dudley, he beats kids up, but Malfoy, not physically, because he makes fun of people. Who do you think is just worse in general? Who would you... If we're talking about the Super Carlin theory, Malfoy is definitely worse. Well... Well, okay, just don't... Just, like, forget that. Who do you think... Who would you not want to be around more? Would um, you rather be around Draco? Would you rather be around Dudley? I'd rather be around Draco, because... Draco, he's really just misunderstood. Yeah. He's not really like that. It's just his family's like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'd probably rather be around Dudley just because Dudley's probably not going to be mean to me. So, I don't, I don't really know Dudley, so it's hard to choose, but they're both pretty bad. Um, What's the next? So, Fred explained that whoever had sent it had to be a rich and old wizarding family. George said that their mom was always wishing that they had a house elf to help with all the work. And I literally put in my notes, wait until Hermione catches wind of that. Book four. Because that's when she starts to realize how they actually treat house elves. But, yeah. Um, Ron told Harry that he thought the reason he hadn't been responsible, he hadn't been responding to letters was because of their owl, Errol, who was ancient. I am so confused about their wealth. <laughs> like, not wealth, but, like, how much money they have. Because they go, they, hold on. So, I actually have a couple points. Well, so, well, first. I, well, the reason they're poor is because they don't have very good financial planning. Well, they also, exactly. Also, and then also, because they spend money, I feel like, on stupid Cause, things. Like, yeah, because, spoiler, this in this book it's they oh next book sorry uh this book next, no, book next book they go to egypt yeah so next book they go to e- they win the lottery win a how much are gallons those i don't know 500 a lot they win, <laughs> no yeah they, no they, they win a thousand they, gallons. they win enough to go to egypt they win a thousand gallons and they go to egypt they just blow it all on that you are poor you have a galleon like in, in this book and charlie book, they have a ga- single galleon and they don't sing save a single bit next book i know (laughs) and it like charlie has the money to come or bill has the money to come visit you so let him do that you buy your son a new wand and like like i knew they did that with like the leftovers but you have so many things you could spend this money on like uh, i don't know good books for your kids like new robes uh new pajamas for ron who's like literally has like Three inches of skin showing under his, like... And, hint, hint, book four, nice robes. Exactly. What are they doing? Also, they're part of the Sacred 28. So, like, they should... The Sacred 28 is the 28 last pureblood families. So, they obviously are from this pureblood family. 
family, they are a pureblood family, who's probably acquired a lot of wealth throughout the time by marrying other rich pureblood families. So it doesn't make any sense that they cannot afford a new owl. Well, it's probably just in their blood. They're terrible at financials. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So Harry asked if they're... Oh, anyway, actually... I mean, I I blame them for being poor. That's... Like, I blame the parents. I feel like they put themselves, like, just by certain things that they do, that they could have a new owl, and they could have good robes for their kids. And I, I mean, why do they continue to have kids if they know they're poor? I don't know. Um, anyway, so we'll we'll do a little bit more talking about that when we get to, like, our Sacred 28 stuff, um, episodes and stuff like that, and, like, our Weasley bloodline, so that'll be fun. Um... Harry asked if their dad knew that they had taken the car, and Ron said no, and that he had to work that night. Fred explained that their father was crazy about muggles, and that's why he had bewitched the car, and that since he worked for the misuse of muggle artifacts office, if he raided their house, he would be arrested. If he raided the burrow, like their house. They started to lower the car until finally they hit the ground. Harry saw that their house looked extremely tall and crooked, and it looked like they had a added a bunch of rooms there was a sign out front that said the burrow ron said that it wasn't much and harry said that it was amazing but why is it called the burrow i do not know if we it's, it's if, like it's do like, weasels do you live in a rat hole do weasels live in burrows i think so yeah i'll have like to go in your burrow underground I'll, caverns. that's another I thing know. we'll bring that up next uh week we'll look we'll i'll do some research on that um so fred uh this this house is the I added this note. Um, the house is like the complete opposite of the Dursley's house. It's messy, it's big, and it's noticeable. And in the movies and in the books, this house is very weirdly built. It is. It's like it's like a diagonal building on top of another diagonal building, and yeah. then a straight building, and then but a I think sideways that's, building. But I think that's a good representation of how it is. I know, and then there's, like, poles, like, sticking out of the yeah. sides and supporting you can actually, it. It's, it's weird. The Lego version of this house does not look that good. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I kind of wanted it, but then I just realized, like, this looks a little bit weird. Like, what happened? It's but- just how... Who built this house, and how bad were they at architecture? Exactly. Um, Fred explained it's going to collapse. Yeah. Fred explained that they all needed to go upstairs, and that when their mother called them down for breakfast, Ron would show his mom, who had turned up in the night. Just after that, they could see Mrs. Weasley marching across the lawn. Miss Weasley walked up to them and started yelling at everyone but Harry. She yelled about they were gone from their beds, the car was gone, and that she had never had trouble like this from Bill, Charlie, or Percy. And then Fred muttered, um, perfect perfect Percy. Percy. You could do with taking a leaf out of Percy's book. Exactly. She's gonna see what, like, that she was wrong about saying that, especially in book five when Percy kind of goes against the whole family. Spoiler. That's not really that big of a spoiler, but, yeah, it's a spoiler. She'll probably regret saying anything about taking a leaf out of Percy's books. So, then she looked at Harry and said, Harry, dear, come and have some breakfast. Um, I don't understand. Why do you yell at your kids in front of every, in front of strangers? Like, probably because, I mean, like, she probably has to because her kids, I'm not going to say they're misbehaved, um, but they're probably just, like, they're not the Malfoys, like, Draco's worse, be- I guess, worse behaved than that, but, like, I don't really know how to explain it because Draco's not going to really do anything in front of, t- in two people like 
in front of his dad that's going to embarrass the family versus the Weasleys have. So they've probably gotten really used to that. So I can, that's probably why. Yeah. So he entered the house and found himself in a small and cramped kitchen with multiple books about baking and a clock with one hand. And instead of numbers, there were things like tea t- uh, time to make tea and uh, late. So much yeah. late. Uh, Miss Wheezy started making breakfast and assured Harry that she didn't blame him and continued to talk about how wrong her sons were when they picked up to when they picked to take the car and pick up Harry. Then a redheaded girl and robed a redheaded uh, robed person came down the stairs. Ron told Harry that that was his little sister Ginny, and she'd been ta- talking all of uh all uh talking about Harry all summer. Miss, uh, well, in the in the books, like she's not that you know like freaked out over Harry. Yeah. In the movies. She, her, she just stops in her tracks. Her eyes widen. And she just like, she gasps and she just runs. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Miss Weasley told Fred that he was going to help denome the garden, and Harry and everyone else offered to help, too. So they went outside, and Ron picked up a small leathery thing with a large bald head, like a potato from a bush. <laughs> he held the gnome by the ankles and started swinging it, and then flung it. And then he told Harry, it doesn't hurt them. It only just makes them dizzy enough so they can't get, come back. Yeah. But later in the chapter, they actually do. Yeah. So uh, Harry picked one up and dropped it over the fence, but it leapt back onto his hand and sank his teeth into him. That probably so, hurts really bad. So then Harry started to shake it until he got flung off, and it got flung 50 feet into the air. Uh... George ran outside and yelled that their dad was back. Everyone ran inside and saw a man with green robes and red hair. Mr. Weasley said that that day there were nine raids, and most of the stuff was shrinking keys that were being sold to muggles. Miss Weasley started yelling at Arthur and said that he had bought the car to experiment and study it, not to bewitch it. Uh, Arthur argued and said that the law stated that muggle artifacts were allowed to be enchanted only if you won't use it. But, I mean, he intended to use that car. He knew it. I mean, so he... he, He's kind of being a hypocrite. Yeah. You know, with his job. He's, like, doing the wrong things. But it's also... I think that's one of probably the advantages of being in his job. You know, even though, like, he hasn't gotten a promotion and people maybe say, like, you know, he's not in a good job or, like, he doesn't try hard enough to get in a good job. But, um... That's probably one of the real big advantages of being in his job is that, like, he can write rules that, you know, fit his needs because he wants to experiment with stuff like this. So if he writes the laws for himself, he can do it. I mean, legally. So So Molly continued, uh, sorry, Molly yelled back that he had only wrote that into the law so that it could enchant the car. Molly continued and said that her sons were used to used it to pick up Harry Potter. Arthur looked at them and asked how it went, but said but said it was very wrong when he saw the look Molly was giving him. Hold on. Did this... Was it only in the movie where he was like, Harry, could you tell me what is the exact use of a rubber duck? Or the function? It's in the movie. The, it's only in the, the movie? the exact function of a rubber duck. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ron told Harry that he would show him his bedroom, and they went upstairs. On the third floor, they saw a pair of eyes peering at them behind a door before it snapped shut. 
Ron said that it was weird how shy Ginny was being, and they continued up the stairs. They reached a door that said Ronald's room, and they entered the room where everything was orange. There were Quidditch posters all around the room for the Chudley Cannons and Untidy Spellbooks and Ron's Wand, Scabbers, Scabbers yeah. and Arrow. Ron said that it was a bit small and it was really close to the ghoul in the attic. But, this is the last time. but Harry, grinning wildly, said, This is the best house I've ever been in. Ron's ears went pink. All right, so that's it for the chapter. Um, so now let's uh, do quickly our movie goofs, and then we can move on to our break and our analysis. At around 11 minutes, when Harry is entering the Weasley's house, he sees a pair of bewitched knitting needles. The needles are clacking together, but not actually knitting any stitches. Actually, I've seen that before. They do a really good job with the house, though, in the movie. Yeah, at around 9 minutes, when the three Weasley brothers come to rescue Harry, Harry says, Ron, Fred, and George in that order. The twin in the back of the car nods in response to the name Fred. However, this is Oliver Phelps who plays George. Seconds later, Ron tells Fred to drive, and the twin behind the wheel, James Phelps, correctly responds. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's hard to, like, know who's who, especially in the movie. Um, at around 11 minutes, when Harry is looking at the clock after arriving at the Weasleys, it shows Ginny is in the garden with her mother. However, she comes running down the stairs a few minutes later, meaning her picture should have been under home instead. I need to look for that next time we watch the movie. Well, we will watch it soon when we finish this book. At around eight minutes in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, number four Privet Drive is a detached home. Only a garage connects it to the other similar homes on one side. A double car garage home of a different design that is not attached to the Dursley's house, uh, save for a friend that leads to the garden, stands on the other side. In this film, when Uncle Vernon is putting the bars on Harry's window, the house is clearly connected on both sides by two like homes. And there's no sign of the double car garage house from the first film. A wire can be seen as Errol the Owl flies. <laughs> <laughs> At around 11 minutes, the magic clock in the Weasley home shows a dentist label. The serious running gag is that the series. Oh, the series running gag is that the wizarding world has no idea what dentists are and what they do. However, this label was added by Arthur Weasley, a muggle studies anthropologist, who could easily have learned about dentists through his studies. But that's not a movie goof, really. Not, I mean, not really. Um, the green puppet used to represent Dobby during the shoe is reflected in Harry's glasses. <laughs> At around 11 minutes, when Ron, the twins, and Harry enter the Weasley home toward the beginning of the movie, there is a plan. Uh, there's a pan washing itself in the sink. You can see the edge of the circular cut off, cut out in the pan used to make the brush spin in a circle. Oh, also the green puppet thing with Dobby. That's from last chapter, but like, um, I just forgot to put it in, so that's where it is. And I think they did part puppet, part CGI. Yeah. They did, yeah, because the actors were supposed to look at the puppet, just so that they, I think, I think that's how it works. I'm not in the film industry, so I don't know, but I think the puppet's there as, like, a director, like, there to show the actors what they're looking at. I have no idea, actually, though. All right, so we'll be right out back. Oh, it's in the reflection, so you probably, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll be right back after the break, and we'll be back with their analysis. Well, welcome back from the break, and now we're going to be talking uh, we're going to actually be starting with our Hogsmeade Journal, as usual. This week, we don't really have any extra news. Um, we gave a lot last week, so I guess that kind of makes up for it. But um, we're going to be talking about just 
stuff I've been thinking about Harry Potter related this week um, because I do a lot of thinking that has to do with Harry Potter. And yeah, so first um, I heard this thing on like a, a different podcast and they talked about which Harry Potter character they would want as a shoulder angel and then a shoulder devil. I, I'm sure you guys have seen that in like TV shows or whatever. Um, so Vaughn, what do you think you would want? Which characters? Because I thought this was super cool, so I wanted to see what you thought you'd want. Because this is hard, because you have to pick a character, like, pretend like you saw a dollar bill on the ground, you have to pick a character that's gonna say, turn that in, and you have to pick a character that's gonna say, pick it up, take it, like, like, I, okay, so one of the examples they gave was Hermione and Bellatrix, which is so good, but I'm not gonna take that, because, like, I wanna, you know, have my own. And then okay, one of my so other ideas was my Snape sho- and Dumbledore, but Snape would also say turn it in. So, my shoulder devil would probably be Grindelwald, because oh. he is very persuasive, uh-huh. and a lot of people do, you know, like, believe in what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people, a That's lot of people do bad that. things, mm-hmm. and, you know... And believe so, some things yeah. are okay, yeah, so but they're be, not really. So what would be the shoulder angel with that? My shoulder angel would not be Dumbledore, because he's actually kind of bad. Yeah, I can learn okay. later. Yeah. Okay, who, though? Oh, jeez. Harry? Hard. Um, McGonagall. McGonagall? Yeah. I could see that, yeah. Um, It's kind of like a weird duo, though, <laughs> like Grindelwald and McGonagall. But, but it's, Grindelwald is very good for shoulder devil. Mm-hmm. He's a very good. Okay, I'd probably do Draco, because he'd probably just take take the dollar, yeah. and Harry, because he would just say, turn it in, okay. like, go, turn that in. Um, okay, so that's um, ours. Um, so wait, uh, I see the next thing, and I have something to look at. Okay, but just Okay, wait. so, um, actually, like, actually, before I want to talk about that, I want to talk about Fantastic Beasts, because... I recently, so I watched one, I've watched that like three times, and then I watched, I've watched Crimes of Grindelwald twice so far, and like, I just, I love that movie. I love one and two, but I think I more love two because it gives you so many things to like dwell on after you watch the movie. You're like, oh no, what's going to happen with Credence? And like, and spoilers, by the way. What year's the Battle of Hogwarts? I don't know. 1998? Oh, 1998. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so it's just so good, and if you guys haven't watched it, watch it, because, like, it's really good, and it gives you so much more, like, information for the Wizarding World, and I'm so excited for number three, so we'll probably talk about that a lot more coming up in our Hogsmeade journals, because we're gonna, you know, do news, but we're also gonna start just talking about what we've been, you know, kind of thinking about Harry Potter-related, so... Um, so next I wanted to talk about, so I've been thinking a lot about Cursed Child and I've been watching a lot of Super Carlin Brothers videos on Cursed Child and just like all of that. So Kingsley Shacklebolt, apparently he's still the Ministry of Magic, Minister of Magic, and that like, that is like living proof that even Wizarding World doesn't think that Cursed Child is canon. Because even though J.K. Rowling has actually tweeted it and said, like, it is canon. But did World say, like, to this day? Yeah. It says, like, 1998 to present. Yeah, look. 
Kingsley Shacklebolt, 1998 to C. I think that means to, to keep going. Yeah, current. Dude, 19, 2019. Which is when this book was but, published. Yeah. But Battle of Hogwarts, 1998, 19 years later, Albus Potter is, like, going to Hogwarts. Exactly, yeah. And in The Cursed Child, in, Hermione is... Hermione is is a minute. minister of magic magic in 2017 yeah so the thing is i just don't think that cursed child was ever really meant to be canon i think and, it's just like a fun add-on yeah and super kyle and brothers they talked about this too and i just and wanted to look and see if they, this was they true. also and this is another reason we don't think it's canon is because of the way time turners works so yeah prisoner of Azkaban, you know because in in prisoner of as command the way time works is it has if, already happened so if you've used a time turner if you use it if i used a time turner right now it's already happened it's i've already, already happened i've already gone back in time and the whole thing has already happened and that's not how it works in cursed child but it completely changes but, the future yeah, but don't you think the same world would have you know like wouldn't have different you know like multiple ways time could turn out i mean yeah i don't know i don't know um yeah so that's why we don't think cursed child's canon but you know we'll talk a little bit more about that and just like other specific stuff i don't consider it to be i don't either so hermione being the minister of magic that just so it's ridiculous it seems a little too obvious yeah she would take i think a better job anyway so Today for our analysis, if you didn't already know by the title, we're going to be talking about a Ford Anglia. So this is a real car, and we're not just going to be talking about like how we normally talk about like the whole story, because you guys already know the whole story of the car. So we're just going to be talking about kind of like behind the scenes of the car, a little bit more interesting than I guess how we normally do it, which is we're trying to transition more to doing it like this. So we're going to have another Dobby episode, by the way, um, where we t- just talk a bit more about him versus his life story so you'll wait for that you know when we get to maybe book five or seven i don't know all right so the ford Inglia is a small family car made by four uk and that's from wikipedia so small obviously it's not small on the inside for the weasleys because they enchant the inside um you can actually get one that looks almost exactly like the one the weasleys had I mean, I, okay, so I put this quote, like, this thing in it. It was like, how cool would it be to have that car, and then your license plate could be Weasley? Yeah. Like, and then, oh, gosh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, The wait, flying... Wait, wait, what if, like, you can customize your plate, but so no one had taken Weasley yet, and you just put it on your yeah, own that, car, that would normal be car? awesome. I mean... That would be pretty cool. So, the Flying Ford Anglia was a light blue Ford Anglia 105E, I don't know what that means, deluxe that was enchanted by Arthur Weasley to fly. Um, And he literally works in a job that's supposed to work against people doing things like this. I mean, mean, he should get a double sentence if they find it out. Like I said, though, it's good that he's in this job because he's so obsessed with muggles. Like, he gets the opportunity to work loopholes in that can allow him to do things like that so it's also kind of an advantage you know everyone gets their own advantages to where they work so i mean it's actually kind of smart on his part though um the inside of the car also it was also modified so that it looked small on the outside but could fit eight people comfortably 
When Fred George and Ron rescued Harry from the Dursleys, they technically did not break the reasonable restriction for underage magic because they were not the ones who had enchanted the car. So, first of all, who found the loophole? And then also, I would probably count that as doing magic because they flew a car. Like, they actually got in the car and flew it. Cars are not supposed to fly. Like, that's saying, okay, actually, that's actually like it might be compared to, like, flying a broomstick. And technically, you're allowed to fly a broomstick, and that's not considered, like, performing underage magic. I just feel like a car... areas. I feel like a car would be different. I feel like they should have gotten a warning or something. Uh, when Ron and Harry flew the car to Hogwarts after Dobby sealed the barrier to the train, the Weasleys were charged 50 galleons. And how can they afford this? Yeah, An owl know? is probably less than 50 galleons. Um, uh, so when the trio were trying to escape fiend fire, they saw the car upside down. In book seven in the room of requirement. Um, so here's some behind the scenes facts about the Fort Anglia. In 1999, J.K. Rowling revealed that the Fort Anglia was supposed to come back in another book, which I'm kind of... kind of did in book seven, but... I mean, not really, though. I'm just kind of glad it didn't, because it kind of put an end to that part of the story. Like, we've we've said goodbye to that car. It's gone. Imagine it coming back in book three, like, when they're in the forest. I feel like that could have done something, but also added a weird kind of element to the, like... what if when in book three when they went back in time what they did to like stop the beheading they they found the car and they drove it into the hut that would be so weird um in 2005 the car was used in the movie the car used in the movies was stolen from southwest film studios and and cornwall probably by a potter fanatic in 2006 the car was found near castle in england why would you ditch it like you have literally gone to the effort of stealing this car and you ditched it by a castle like did someone find you and they were like i'm gonna turn you in and then they just were like i'm gonna ditch this oh god yeah so when the wizarding world of harry potter opened rupert and dan arrived in the fort anglia oh, wait when the wizarding world of harry potter opened rupert yeah and Gr- oh uh so well, rupert yeah, and dan they like rode the fort anglia to wizarding world and the other actors rode the night bus so the car was rupert grin's favorite prop in the series yeah, that's cool so, would you say knight or knight? Because I've heard it so many different ways, and people say knight instead of just nut, like, or knight or knut. This is another thing I don't like about Wizarding World. Their currency, it's so weird. Yeah. And, like, so unorganized. It's just the way J.K. Rowling created it. I mean, oh. it's still cool, though, but I... When, now, when I read the book, I will literally, like, in my head say knut or knight just because it's more fun. Like, versus saying the knight bus, you could just say the knight bus. I just say it nuts and knights. Knight. Yeah, I think it's just more fun to say knight, but, you know. I don't like saying it's knut. It's personal preference, like, but I just prefer saying knight. So now we're going to talk about some stuff about how the car was created in the films. The car in the film was an authentic 1962 Ford Anglia that the studio gutted and put on a put on a rotating crane they had 16 different anglias that they used in different ways for the movie you can actually see the weasley's car outside of the castle at universal studios which is super cool in in universal wait is it this like the real original car no 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 no. yeah because in the universal studios in line for a ride it's just you know it's crashed yeah i mean like i remember when you went for the first time and got in line for the forbidden journey um, cause we, 
um we go to the one here in california so it's you know it's a little bit less cool than the one probably in florida but you know it's it's there so it's just like so cool to be in the line and just see it and like you can point it out and be like like i know what that is it's the car i love the line the detail they put into it yeah it's I love it's it. It's really cool, yeah. But it's just, like, kind of nostalgic. Like, you're looking at the car, and you're like, I remember that from when I read book two and when I watched Chamber of Secrets movie. Yeah. And it's just so cool to see it. Like, they added all these cool details that I think otherwise other places wouldn't have put in because they wouldn't have thought of those details, but this place did. So, that was really cool. You really feel like you're in Hogwarts. You do, yeah. Um, so it feels it. real, yeah. yeah. So, we'll that's do a, we'll it. do an episode on yeah. that, so for that's sure. That's it for our analysis. And that's it for the episode. So, um, please remember to leave a nice review on Apple Podcasts, because we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear... You could tell us who your shoulder angel and shoulder devil would be, or you could um, tell us, like, if you just are dying for a bonus episode about a certain thing, tell us in the review, and we will try to do a bonus episode. But... Do you have it enabled so that people can, like, write comments of their own instead of... Um, no, just reviews, yeah. Uh, No matter what, no matter what on Anchor, you can't. Okay, so we'll see you, um, we'll see you next week, and, um, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.